Peacock and Williamson Twitter Thursday podcast this week, getting into your NFL questions, some fantasy-related questions. We'll drop information for the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy League today. Russell Wilson, the $245 million extension with the Denver Broncos, all that and more coming up. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL is where a lot of these questions are coming from, those Twitter handles. So hit us up anytime during the week. You don't have to wait for our usual Twitter Tuesday episodes. We're doing it on Thursday this week because cuts were happening and so many things were going down that we had to, to get to earlier on in the week. But we love getting into the conversation with our faithful listeners, and uh, we'll let those faithful listeners who have been asking us about the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy Football League this year, let them know what is happening there so you can uh, – contact us and and get your information to us and we'll figure out which 12 are going to be competing or which 10 are going to be competing with Matt and I. Maybe we'll have to even expand it to 14 teams. Just enough competition, right, Matt? Because (laughs) we can take all the smoke. Can we not? Oh, no doubt about it, man. I'm a little unhappy. We both were middle of the road last year. I'm planning on winning this thing. You know I mean? That's that's just flat out the way it's going to be. I mean, I just plan on running away with the title. You were middle of the road. I was. Well, yeah, you did. On the playoff road. I was on the road to a championship. I didn't quite get there, but um, (laughs) no, it was a fun league last year and it's a lot of fun. And so we'll have that draft on Tuesday. And uh, if you want to be involved, we'll let you know how to do that. Just a little bit later. First, we got to talk about the latest news around the NFL, sure. which is Russell Wilson, a seven-year extension for a 33-year-old player. Now, I know quarterbacks play a lot longer uh, than any other position in the NFL, with some kickers excluded. But uh, Russell Wilson, a huge contract extension, and man, is the money going up around the NFL, especially for quarterbacks. An average of 49 mil per year on Russell Wilson's long-term five-year extension, which puts seven total years on his contract. He's actually getting paid more. It's really a new deal because he's getting more for the the two years existing on his deal as well. So in total, it's a seven-year contract worth nearly $300 million. It's a five-year, $245 million extension on top of those two years. He's already signed for $165 million guaranteed, so well below the guarantees of someone like Deshaun Watson. And I just don't think teams are going to go there, but still a lot of guarantees and $49 mil per year for Russell Wilson, who turns 34 in November, what I would say there's a what less than five percent chance that Russell Wilson sees year seven of this contract. Yeah, and, probably. Uh, and I have a feeling that some of that money might be a little backloaded to the point where it makes uh, when we see the real numbers come out for this contract that it's a that's a little bit lower, but still a huge deal for you know obviously a franchise changing quarterback in Denver. Without question, and. I had kind of mixed feelings on it in that I knew this was coming. This is a foregone conclusion. Denver had to sell the team first. You know, like there, there was a, a big obstacle there is you got to run these things past the owner. And if you're not sure who the owner is or the owner's in transition, well, that might take a little time. Um, some initial thoughts are I really respect how, and this is secondhand information, but quarterback Wilson and new head coach and organization really seem to be married on this thing. You know, I mean, there's a lot of talk of, 
well, what kind of offense are you going to run? Whatever Russ wants. You, you know, what what kind of, you know, <laughs> you're going to really cater to the new guy. It's your team from the beginning. And I think this is just another sign of that. It's somewhat of a formality. Um, small hunch. Well, well, first of all, I think owners and teams are going to look at that Watson contract and say, Browns, you're crazy. We're doing our own thing. You know, like for Lamar and some of these other upcoming guys, kind of as you mentioned, they're not going quite down that road. And I also think we know Wilson has – an ego, you know, I mean, I'm not even being critical of him, but he's very conscious of his self-image. I think he wants it to look like whether he gets every dollar or not, that he's at the very top of the market where I frankly think a Mahomes, especially at his age, is worth more. You know, a couple of the guys in the league are worth a little more. Right. And this day and age in the NFL, doesn't matter who's worth more, who's the better player. It, minds who, it matters who signed most recently. Yeah, exactly. If you're in, you know, if you're in a tier near the top, you just get the most money. And generally, that's the way it's been working with contracts in the NFL. And that's why, you know, dollars are skyrocketing and the uh, salary cap is going up. And, and you know, that's the going rate. And I think mm-hmm. we're going to see some teams hesitant as well, because any quarterback that is a, a starter in the NFL and is good and has a resume, when he hits free agency, he's going to say, cool, $50 million. And some teams are going to start saying, well, hold on a second. Right? Not everyone's getting $50 million. Yeah, right. We kind of saw that last year with Baker Mayfield. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I mean, that's what's interesting to me is like the Mayfield-level guys or your guy Jimmy when he hits the market next year. I mean, he's not going to ask for him 50 but does he now get 30 You know, I mean, Kirk well, Cousins yeah. making 30 And – when Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo signed, they were making yeah. you know twenty-five to thirty million dollars per year. I mean, we're nearly doubling that less than five years later. Yeah, and a big thing that's even changed since then was I remember all the talk of you know Washington had franchised Cousins several times. Then he hits the open market, and the talk is, well, yeah, average or better starting quarterbacks just don't become available. You got to pay him thirty million. Well, since then, a dozen of them have probably changed more than that. I mean, 20 of them have probably changed teams that are whence or better. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, it's, it's been an amazing uh, ability for teams to go get those players. And someone like Deshaun Watson had a different situation with unique leverage that we've really never seen before. And that's why the guarantees and the money was was so different and, and you know, set a record for guarantees. And we're just not going to see that with other teams and other situations because that was so unique and teams already don't sure. want to go there. Uh, but we are seeing those guarantees increase. And so when we see the numbers, we'll kind of know how long of a deal this actually is for Russell Wilson. It's not going to end up being, I mean, Russell Wilson is not going to collect these checks at, at age 40, very likely. Uh, and, you know, he'll either be a, another restructure at some point or he'll be released and retire or, you know, finish his career somewhere else or something like that. But my guess it's a four or five year contract in reality. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And you're right. I mean, all these type of deals no matter who the quarterback is, assuming they're part of the long-term plan, we'll probably restructure two, three years in. You know, I mean, that's just the going rate, and that's always been the case. You mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo there for a second, and obviously he took a big pay cut to be a backup this year to try to hit free agency in 2023. He has a no trade and a no tag clause in his contract. Uh, we do have a question from A.A. Ron who says, what's the over-under on when Jimmy Garoppolo plays this year, or the question is, does he play this year? And what's the over and they are over under, and he put it at week eight. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo plays at all for the 49ers this year? And what would you put the over under? Ooh, I, if I had to put the over under, it'd be for a different team. You know, I know that there's a no trade, but we went into this the other day. He could waive that if Kirk Cousins gets hurt and he gets traded to Minnesota. I mean, right. I have a hard time 
believing that they would turn to Jimmy in San Francisco. I mean, it would have to be a disastrous season for Lance, injury aside. Right. Multiple questions here. Does he play somewhere this year? I would put it at a very high degree, yes, that he does. Okay. Because, you know, there, Trey Lance is a mobile quarterback. He could get hit and of know, course, hurt himself, yeah. and, and Jimmy Garoppolo has to finish a game or something. Or, you know, even if it's not a catastrophic injury, or even if it's not, you know, uh, a lot of people want to say, oh, they kept Jimmy because they don't trust Trey Lance. And it's going to, you know, as if there's going to be some replacement happening. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but the likelihood that somebody gets hurt or another team has an injury and Jimmy ends up getting traded, I think it's very likely that Jimmy yeah. plays at some point. When that is, is just really impossible to know. Um, I would probably take talking about half the season week eight that's nearly the trade deadline you know if you said week 10 like right at the trade deadline i'd say he would be probably likely to play mm-hmm. a snap if, if that's all we're talking about because of either injury or a trade or whatever else so uh yeah jimmy's gonna play a snap this year where that is when that is i have no idea um week eight i'll take the over because it might take a while to get him on the field even after he's traded yeah, that makes sense. And like I think this is how you said it. I mean, maybe a 50% chance he does get traded and plays for a different team. And I'm just throwing that number out there. I honestly don't know. I mean, I could create scenarios where the Jets, Giants aren't happy with their their quarterback and say, let's get Jimmy and be competitive until we go get another one. Or certainly an injury would be the obvious, you know, a cousin situation like I mentioned, you know. Tons of questions to get to next. We've got some fantasy football-related questions and some of the biggest free agents still on the market, some players cut. Where could they potentially land? And one, but maybe even a Hall of Fame offensive tackle that's on the market is visiting the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get to that next. It's almost the start of the NFL season. You know we're all excited for it, and if you're into sports betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why we recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate Sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app with the most trusted name in sports statistics. Yeah, it sounds familiar, right? Elias, the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau's research team. Uh, Perfect for, you know, getting your draft set tons of people will be drafting this weekend if you want to get ready for the peacock and williamson uh league the fantasy league then maybe you want some of those player previews some projections to help you draft that winning fantasy football team and with new features like player injury analysis available all the time you can take your game to the next level nfl season right around the corner so don't wait download the elias game plan app today and right now i have a special offer for our listeners when you subscribe get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use our promo code Locked On NFL. Find the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting app in the App Store, Play Store, and use our promo code Locked On NFL. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of the Locked On Bets Podcast, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Matt, looking at some of these questions, by the way, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL is where those questions should be dropped and or on our YouTube 
page. If you're watching yeah, this on you YouTube, uh, drop a, a question in the comments. We are on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Okay, looking at some of the top available free agents. This question from Katie says, thoughts on the players not landing on a team yet? Where, where, uh, When will they? Uh, if so, any predictions on where they go? So here's a list of top free agents available right now. And by the way, uh, one of the top free agents on the market um, and is somebody who's you know got an illustrious career, Jason Peters. We had a question about if Jason Peters has anything left in the tank. And that question was before we heard that he's visiting the Dallas Cowboys today and maybe potentially helping out there. Uh, when Jason Peters is on the field, he's played well, but he's 39 years old. So it, really the question is how much does he have left in the tank? So I think that's what the the tryout is is all about right for the for the Dallas Cowboys does he still look like the same guy will he be able to hold up for a full season I don't know but he's always played at a high level I think he's a hall of famer I think he's a miraculous talent um last we saw him which was last year I didn't think he was bad I mean he's no longer a great player but I think he's more than serviceable um not exactly lean and mean. I mean, he has got a big old gut on him, and he is heavy looking. I bet he's 350, 360. And I bring that up because, you know, he's an advanced age, and maybe he's not, you know, staying on top of that stuff as he once did. But remember, he was a tight end at Arkansas. I mean, <laughs> this guy it was like 270 coming out in the draft as an undrafted tight end that turned into one of the best left tackles we've seen in the last 20 years. So, I mentioned that because he's just so gifted. I think he could pick it up quick, you know, that he doesn't have to be in the best shape or the best age or have the best knees, and he's still going to be good. How long can he be good for at the age of 30 and coming off the street, you know? So uh, what kind of shape is he in? How long can he last? Can he replace somebody for 17 weeks is is probably the biggest question for me there. Uh, Some of the other top 10. Seems like a Dallas type of move, though. Yeah, and and, yeah. why not start there, right? Yeah, right, start right. There. There's more names, too, uh, on, of the top 10 guys on the top 100 available free agent list, and I'm not sure where Katie found this list, but she dropped it on us. Uh, there's a few offensive tackles on this list. Daryl Williams, Eric Fisher, and Bobby Massey are also on this list of top 10 free agents. Odell Beckham obviously has an injury problem. He's the number one free agent still on the market. Um, edge rusher Trey Flowers, wide receiver Antonio Brown. I don't think that's going to happen ever again. I think those bridges have all been burnt, and we've seen the last of Antonio Brown, unfortunately, in the NFL. Another wide receiver, Will Fuller, makes the list. Safety, Landon Collins, and uh, recently released from Las Vegas, running back Kenyon Drake. Uh, Sheldon Richardson as well, defensive lineman. Mm. Um, all these guys are in their 30s, except, well, actually, I take that back. We've still got some, some late 20s there. on this list. Odell's still not even 30 years old. I feel like he's been around forever now, 2014 draft pick. But what do you think? Any names on this list that would excite you if you're a team that needs some help this season? Um, I, I don't mean to avoid this question, but usually by this stage of the process, and you mentioned it, injuries are a concern or off the field Or does the player even want to play? Like J.C. Treader would have been at the top of this list, and then he just retired. You know, like, I don't know that all these guys are in it, you know, or have their hearts in it and want to be football players anymore. Some of them kind of straddle that fence where I just don't want to go to camp, and then I'll get picked up after, what is it, week one or week two, where – I should know this rule off the top of my head. It's, I haven't thought yeah, about it. So you know the, what I'm talking about, right? This is a big factor, right? right? So if you start the season and you're a vested NFL veteran, which all these guys are, then your contract becomes guaranteed if you sign in the offseason. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if any or all of these names get signed right after week one. Yeah. Because yeah. then 
your stuff's not guaranteed. So let's say you sign Odell Beckham doesn't work out. You could cut him in week seven if you want. If you signed him today, then that contract you signed him to would be guaranteed because he's got that veteran status throughout the year. Yeah, and who knows what happens in week one, too, but there will be a few injuries. And these tackles in particular stand out to me as a very, very coveted position. There's probably some other names that aren't as well known that just got released this week as well, like Schofield, the guard from the Bears, has played a lot of snaps. Someone will probably pick him up, and you know, he'll probably be the same middling type of guy. You know, I mean, there's a lot of those type of players out there. None of these really jump off the page to me. I mean, I, I do think Odell belongs at the top, and I think he could in really invigorate the – Colts or Packers or go back to the Rams, you know, once he's healthy, but there's no reason to do that now. Maybe he even has a handshake deal with the Rams in place. You know, hey, well, I want to come back. Great. You know, and whenever you're ready, we're, we're ready for you. I, I, I don't know. But usually there's several mitigating circumstances on these. Yep, Odell will be somewhere this year. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a health situation. Once he's ready to go, I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll find himself a home. Someone like Kenyon Drake. It's remarkable, actually. Has this been the the least and maybe teams are getting smarter? Maybe it's fewer preseason games. I feel like there's less injuries this offseason than we've ever seen. Usually sure feels that way. Usually we've lost at least two, three pretty high profile running backs even before the mm-hmm. season starts. I feel like that hasn't happened this year. There's there and, and these teams are gonna need running backs. So Kenyon Drake is gonna have a job eventually. There's just not as many homes for some of these players as I think there usually is. No, I, I get that feeling as well. Like Sure, everybody could use a tackle, or I mean, not everybody could use a running back. I guess he did visit the Ravens. That would have made some sense. I mean, they're a little short right now, too. But, yeah, I think that some of these guys and even the lesser names that aren't on this list didn't benefit from that longer preseason or, you know, coaches putting their guys out there. To your point, I don't think there was as many injuries as usual. Surprising cut yesterday. Well, it, it didn't happen with all the rest of the cuts. Trey Sermon, third round pick from just yeah. last year, speaking of running backs, and might be a nice fit for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, yeah. He has the waiver process is still going, hasn't been 24 hours yet. So we might find out later today if somebody claimed him off of waivers. But are you surprised a third rounder from just 15, 16 months ago was already cut? And what was your thoughts of Trey Sermon coming out of Ohio State last year? Um, another theme is Leatherwood, Mond, Sermon. Early picks from the last year or two, teams are not afraid to dump them all of a sudden. You know, like that never happened when I was growing up. If you were a third-round pick, you were pretty much guaranteed to make the team two, three, four years. You know, I mean, you had to be a real disaster. Um, I really liked Sermon coming out of school, to be honest with you. I was extremely high on him. I liked him better at Ohio State than I did in a Niner uniform, but I looked at him, you know, as – and for example, I mean, I always use the Steelers, but when camp opened, I thought, boy, they really need a backup for Najee Harris. Maybe they could pry Sermon away from the Niners for a late pick. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of how I viewed him, and I still do. You know, if I'm the Ravens, I'm certainly interested. I, I don't think he's a lead back by any stretch, and you, you've seen him more than me, too. I mean, he's, he's okay. He, yeah, I, something happens with running backs in the NFL, and it's – it's something you see a lot. And I think of a guy like Peter Warwick. Remember how electric he was in college, yep. but you can't double back three or four times on a punt return in the NFL. Right, right, right. You right. can't do it. So if you're out athleting guys in college 
and you're going to try that and you're going to be moving too much laterally, it's not going to work. And looking at Trey Sermon, once he got to the NFL, it was clear that he didn't have plus burst and Mm -hmm. athleticism, but he still had uh, a little too much lateral movement to his game. And for a bigger back, he just needed to get downhill quicker. didn't see the explosion there. There's five or six running backs uh, that I think looked more explosive and better than him in camp for the 49ers. So I I think he just lacks a a little bit of explosion. So he's a sort of a, which makes you a pretty pedestrian running back. And I just think that's what he is in the NFL. That's a great point. I mean, you see that at running back, even with guys that have been successful, like Saquon Barkley, you know, would be, I've been the best athlete on the field my whole life. So you learn some bad habits to just rely on elite athleticism. Defensive linemen get that way too. Like, oh, yeah. bigger and stronger than everybody. Well, I don't need to learn technique, you know? Right. Wide receivers. Uh, I think it's underrated wide receivers and pass rushers, especially that when you win pretty in college and win pretty your whole life untouched, you don't have those in the NFL, right? You've got to mm-hmm. win dirty. You've got to win through contact. You've got to, if you're a running back, you've got to get the yards that are there. You've got to run through arm tackles. You can't just dance around and make everybody miss and look pretty it's not like seven on seven if you're a wide receiver and you're you know right. crossing guys over and making them break their ankles you've got to win dirty you've got to win contested catches you got to get into your breaks now because it's about timing and with pass rushers you've got to be that's why arm length is so important for pass rushers because first of all you got to be able to stop the run so you got to be big enough and strong enough you got to have a high motor to keep rushing get those second effort sacks because the insta sacks aren't as plentiful in the nfl and you've got to be able to control somebody with your hands and have tons of technique and so i think for those reasons that's where a lot of people miss on the transition from college to the nfl because it's the athletes and you're just not going to out athlete guys even if you're one of the best athletes yeah i mean you have to be very rare to out athlete guys i mean like People forget about Randy Moss as being just a student of the game. You know, yeah, he was a great athlete, and but rarely can you just do that. And back to running backs, real quick too. A lot of times, these guys develop habits that I can make this guy miss, and then I'm going to bounce it outside and take it to the house. So bouncing it outside usually doesn't work against even if you're a four-four type of guy, you're still not the fastest guy in the field. Let alone eleven guys that have an angle on you. And this is especially true with, you know, Ohio State guys. The blocking's never going to be as good as you had in college. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. The, the holes are smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Take what you can. You got to take what you can get. Okay. Next, let's talk about actually another question about running backs here and uh, their pass catching skills in the NFL. And uh, what does the average NFL defense look like? All that coming up next. Are you one of the people that thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen, right? You end up driving maybe below the speed limit. No big deal, right? Well, wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. Not only put yourself in danger, but everyone else around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, get a DUI. Matt, a question here from James, who says, what is it that keeps running backs from developing pass-catching skills in the NFL? Some guys don't show much receiving talent in college and still turn into decent receiving options after a couple years in the league, while some guys like Chubb and Henry never really develop there. It's interesting, because I've kind of thought this too. Like When you're around a team or work for a team, you very quickly realize, and this will come to no shock, that we're almost not the same breed of human beings as these people, that these guys are unbelievably <laughs> athletic and mm-hmm. will be their whole lives. And they're just very, very gifted human beings. 
And if it was your job, like you and I do other things, maybe we have good hands naturally, maybe not. But right. if we went every day after our podcast for 30 right. minutes to the jugs machine, our hands would get better. They would get better. Like it amazes me that, and this is kind of a little bit off topic, but similar, like being around an NFL team or a college team at a high level, there's probably a handful to 20 guys on that team that can barely throw a football. You know, like you go to football practice your whole life, and I can promise you there were several several Cleveland Browns and Pitt Panthers that I threw the football better than them. And I'm like, all I did was play Nerf in the backyard. You know, like you would think if you were practice, you'd throw a football more than me and you. Like there's a few of them that are really bad at it. Like that is embarrassing. I mean, I don't even care if you're a lineman or if you're a nose tackle. You should be able to throw a football better than me. Right. It's so specialized, too. And I think part of it is, too, with running backs. And I think we see this with a lot uh, offensive linemen and um, but especially running backs. They're so big and strong. Yeah. If you look at Derrick Henry just as a human being and how big he is, if you saw that there's people as big as Derrick Henry walking around on the street. If you saw that guy walking around the street, he would be insanely slow and athletic, uh, unathletic. Nine out of 95%. Yeah, right. Most right. of the people. So exactly. just to have that alone, I, I think having soft hands along with that size and brute strength and explosiveness, I think it's a, I think running backs are sort of a, a tight position. And so that's why it's so hard to find running backs who are that big, that strong, that can hold up to the pounding, but also have, you know, uh, soft hands and, and that are light on their feet. And, you know, so why offensive linemen, it's if you find someone who's six foot six and 330 pounds, to be able to move like an NFL offensive lineman on top of it is just insanely rare to have all of those qualities. So I think just biomechanically it's rare to have a player that can do all those things. So the bigger and, and and more rocked up you are probably the less likely it is. You're also going to have great feet, great hands. Um, And a lot of these guys just don't from a young age, the passing game isn't part of it. You run, run, run. You're hardly ever catching the ball. And when you do, you're pretty much standing still and someone's throwing you the ball from, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. So I think there's just, you, you don't, you don't practice it a lot. So you get to the NFL and all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe you develop it. Maybe you don't. Yeah. And where I was going with that you know, inability to throw the football, you and I can catch a swing pass out of the backfield. You know, most of our listeners, it's not that hard, even in pads and cleats. Now it's different in an NFL stadium with 11 angry guys coming at you and the noise and all that. And I, I get that, but the, the sheer act of just catching the football isn't all that difficult and nor are these, you know, swing passes, screen type routes. You would think they'd be better at it. And to your point, especially if that's your job, I mean, there is some misconception that, you know, bad route runners and especially guys bad in protection might catch the ball. Great, but they can't be out there or, you know, use them in the passing game. Fine. But there's the Ronald Joneses of the world that just don't catch the ball well. And it blows me away. I mean, maybe you're right. You know, maybe there's, you know, bodybuilders probably don't catch the ball well either. Or (laughs) it's funny. Tomlin did his his, uh, pregame press conference. They were talking about what you said about how hard it is to find offensive tackles. There's just not many of them in the world. You can walk through the mall and see somebody that looks like a running back. You're not going to see anybody that looks like an offensive tackle. And I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but Tomlin cited that there is an insane, insanely high percentage of American men that are seven foot or taller that end up in the NBA. It's like 20%. I mean, it's it's not one out of 100. I mean, there's, there's so few of them in the world. And what's the chances that out of 107 foot men on in America, 
that any of them are good athletes or let alone NBA quality, but a yeah. unbelievable percentage of them end up at some point getting an NBA paycheck. Wow. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Right. <laughs> we do have to get out of here, but we got to tell the listeners how they can get involved in the Peacock and Williamson fantasy football league in 2022. We've been asked about it for a while and we've been busy and haven't really been able to get to it and figure it out, but we are going to have the draft Tuesday. So if you can draft this coming Tuesday, just a couple of days before the season, uh, if you can draft Tuesday evening and you want to be in on the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy Football League, then you've got to tag both Matt and I. And we're not going to put this out there on Twitter to get people. You have to be listening no, no. to the podcast today to be able to get in on it. We want those daily listeners in on the league. So at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL, just tag us. Let us know you want to be involved in the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy Football League. Uh, you can drop a note on why. You can drop a note on anything else along with it, but... Uh, as long as you tag us, let us know about that league that you can draft Tuesday evening. Then the first, first come, first serve. However many spots we have available, the first ones that reply will be the first ones that are in. And Matt is coming for you this year. <laughs> That'll be fun. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. We'll be back to finish up the week tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.